Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Take one, limit one penny per customer. Because on this penny is something that is significant. On this penny, you will find three statements or words that we are referring to today as the American Trinity. Now, we're not talking about the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity, of course, would be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about that. That's the most important trinity by far. But there is an American trinity. And if you'll look at that penny, you'll see the American trinity on that penny. You will see the word liberty. That's one. You will see on that penny e pluribus unum. That's two. You will also see on that penny in God we trust. That's three. Those are not three insignificant words. They are extremely important. And we're going to focus on them today. This morning, we're basically just setting the stage. This morning is the prelude. It's actually this afternoon that we're going to be talking about the Trinity. But for the Trinity to make sense, the American Trinity that is, we've got to lay the foundation. I had the message all prepared, and then this morning I ran across an article. In fact, ran across it this morning. It wasn't supposed to be part of the message, but it sets us up perfectly. This is an article dated June 24th. That's today, isn't it? Is today the 24th? Okay, dated June 24th. Town Hall, whatever website or magazine that is. Not familiar with it, but that's where this came from. And here's the title of the article. Listen carefully, folks. Listen real carefully. Because I'm doing battle. I'm doing battle with everything in this world that's trying to influence you away from what traditional Americanism has stood for for centuries. The media is relentless in trying to convince you that our country is wrong or that our country is bad. And by the way, the liberal, the liberals and the left, folks, do not see conservatives as wrong. They see conservatives as evil. Do you understand that? So evil are we that they will ask you to leave their restaurants. You know what I'm talking about? You keep up with the news? Sarah Sanders was asked to leave a restaurant because she was conservative. It's gotten that bad. Listen to this article. Here's the title of the article. Dear America... The societal left has declared war on you. I'm just going to get too emotional and too passionate today. I just know it. I sense it, but that's okay. I feel strongly about this. I mean, I can't imagine. Do you know there are a large number of American citizens? And I keep up with this. As, my, my, as, as a shepherd, as, as a pastor, I'm supposed to keep up with, with what's going on. Do you know an increasing number of American citizens hate America? 
Do you, do you understand that? Do, do you understand that? I mean, that's not an exaggerated statement. I mean, that, that, that's a fact. When I was growing up, when I was a child, when I was in college, that was unheard of. Everybody, every American was proud to be an American, as the song says. A lot of people resent that song and resent America. Dear America, the societal left has declared war on you. While you've been enjoying your new jobs, improved wages, lower taxes, and less government interference in your life, and all of that is true, 100%, undeniable, undebatable, the left has decided that all those things are immoral. They must be undone. Isn't that true? Is that true? Am I exaggerating? No. That, that's, that's fact. And those who enjoy them must be made to understand that they are not good American citizens, but some sort of participant to hurt others. They would love to say it makes you a racist. They would love to say your lack of desire to give government more and more of what you earn makes you an elitist. Except that you aren't. You're creating new companies, hiring more people, and taking control back of your personal choices. This leaves less capital or money for them to make choices for you and run your life with. Therefore, when all options have been exhausted, their desperation, and they are desperate. That's one of the things that's been revealed. Forget who the president is. Forget your your views on the president. The, The current climate has revealed the insanity of the left. The vulgarity of the left. The crudeness of the left. The vileness of the left. Did any of you see on the, I think it was on the Fox website, the picture of Stormy Daniels and Kathy Lee Griffin, the comedian? Did any of you see that picture of the two together? With the hand gestures out saying blank Trump? You say, that's vile. Yes, that's my point. And we're going to put them in control? We're going to let them be the decision maker? We're going to put more of them in Congress or people like them? Therefore, when all options have been exhausted, their desperation leaves them with only two options. Conform to the new energy transforming life, business, and people in America, or destroy it. And they are bent on destroying it. The American Trinity... God deals in the Bible and in life with individuals. Individually, we all answer to God. But God also deals with families. Look in the Bible, Eli and his two sons. The Lord dealt with them as a family. He dealt with David's family. He deals with families. He deals with cities. Judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. They're dealt with differently than he dealt with Jerusalem. But God also deals with nations. We are part of a nation. We are American citizens. And what happens in New York 
affects us. What happens in California affects us in God's eyes. He's looking at a people group. He is looking at a nation. What happens in Hollywood affects us. What happens in Las Vegas affects us. He deals with nations. It's clearly stated in Proverbs 14, verse number 34. And we could have put many, many verses in the Bible to uh, validify what our, validify is that a word? Validify what I'm saying here. But he says in Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. It needs to matter to you what's going on in Lansing. It needs to matter to you what's going on in Washington, D.C. It needs to matter to you what's going on in American uh, colleges and universities, in our entertainment system. The Bible is replete with evidence of God both blessing and judging nations. And through the years, it is an undeniable fact that our nation has been blessed unlike any other nation in the history of the world. And it's not by accident. You can go back and see what produced the nation that we have been. And nothing that the liberals are proposing is anywhere like what produced the blessings. That should be a wake-up call right there. We've had the greatest economy, the greatest army. We've done the greatest good. We have been the most generous nations. When disasters strike around the world, we are there to help, in part because we can, and other countries don't, in part because they can't. Their economies don't allow... Venezuela? Cuba? Nicaragua? Why aren't they successful? Why why aren't they blessed? Are we smarter? That would be arrogant for us to think that we're smarter. Do we work harder? Well, I think all those people work really hard. Do we have better natural resources? I don't think so. Are we just lucky? No. None of the above. If you want some answers, I would direct you to the penny that's in your hand. If it were a snake, it would have bit you. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. It's on the coins we have in our pockets. Those three commitments to liberty. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. And the most important one of all, in God we trust. We're going to refer to these three American affirmations as the American trinity. And folks, if you want to know what has made America great, you needn't go any further than the American Trinity. Let's look at them. They're all Bible-based. The idea of liberty. 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I know that's talking about spiritual liberty and, you know, coming out from under sin and being... Uh, being uh, uh, where you overconquer sin and whatever, but it also has applications to, to political liberty as well. That, that's a Bible principle. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. That's a Bible principle. 
For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all made to drink into one Spirit. It's a Bible-based principle. And of course, in God we trust. Psalm 56.4 In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. That, in those three principles, pretty much explains why America has been blessed And any other country that would have the wisdom to choose those same three affirmations, they too could be blessed. Let me ask you a basic question first of all. And this really stumped me when I began. It really stumped me. I ask a simple question. And don't answer out loud, but answer in your own mind. Because I was stumped by this question. We're talking about America. So we're talking about Americans. What's an American? Don't answer out loud. What is an American? We know what an Italian is. A mamma mia, that's an Italian, okay? I mean, you you, you know an Italian. You know what a Frenchman is. You, You know what a Japanese is. You know what an African is. Could you become a German? I want to be a German. Say, I'd go over there to Germany. I say, but you're not German. Okay. But any one of those people can become an American. And there are Italian Americans, French Americans, African Americans, Native Americans. So if an American isn't distinguished by ethnicity, geography, religion, or culture, then again, I ask the question, what is an American? I guarantee you, probably less than 1% of the college students today could give you an answer. And if they did give you the right answer, they would be ashamed of that answer. To be an American means you embrace certain values and ideals. That's what it means to be an American. You embrace certain values and ideals. To be more specific, these values and ideals are based upon truth. And the Declaration of Independence Independence clearly states, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Do you understand the significance of that statement? Our founding forefathers signed on that paper, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Apart from the Bible... Apart from the Bible, that may be the most important written statement in the history of mankind. They are acknowledging truth. 
The United States of America began with the conviction that a nation should be founded upon truth. Self-evident truths, it says. That were true, are true, and will remain true no matter the time, the place, or the culture. What's the source of the truth that they were referring to? Were they referring to the dictates of a certain philosophy? Were they referring to the dictates of a certain man? What truths? The Declaration declares it. These truths. We hold these truths to be so. What truths? Whose truths? A philosophical truth? Uh, the truth of a, a certain man? Uh, the, the dictates of, of public opinion? Where do these truths come from? Read on in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed, let's say it together, endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These men, unlike unsaved carnal men, realized that the truth did not live within them, but was external in a holy and righteous God who has revealed himself through his written word and empowered us with the Holy Spirit to comprehend and understand it. They were looking to a holy and a righteous God who empowers sinful men with the concept of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're endowed by their creator. They knew where truth was coming from. That was unique in the history of the world. They knew that the truth that sets men free is derived from their creator, the God of the Bible. That's clearly stated in our Constitution, or the the Declaration of Independence. The Founding Fathers acknowledged truth and recognized its source in Scripture. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You and I don't get to decide what is true and what is false. Truth is that which pertains to reality. We don't get to make up our own reality. We don't get to determine truth. We do not have that capacity. Thy word is truth. The Bible. John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. The founding fathers not only had an understanding of the source of truth, they knew the results of truth. John 8, 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's no accident that we were blessed. It's stated in our Constitution. The ideals and values stated in our Declaration of Independence are based on truth. Again, the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. 
that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator, God, with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Only men with redeemed minds can even come up with that. Only men with redeemed minds can think the lofty thoughts of God, of holiness and purity and responsibility and liberty and justice and righteousness that only can come out of the hearts and minds of a redeemed people of which these men were. And those truths are further expounded in our Constitution. That statement, we hold these truths to be self-evident, is in the Declaration of Independence. But it's expounded in our Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. Despots, dictators, don't care one whit about justice. Unregenerate minds don't think that way. Godly, redeemed men thinks in terms of right and wrong. Unredeemed men think in terms of power. Ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense. Promote the general welfare. And secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. To be an American is to embrace an idea founded upon truth. To take part in the greatest experiment in government in the history of the world. This idea happened because finally in the history of the world since Christ, 1,700 years had passed and now come together on the shores of the new world men whose background was pilgrims and others seeking religious freedom coming to the United States and churches are established and steeples are going up in towns all around. And in that group of men, looking to the truths of God's Word, came up with the idea of, of, of what we call today, you know, our American Trinity, liberty, e pluribus unum, and God we trust. Our founding fathers were... God-fearing men. Now, not all of them were even saved, but you can be unsaved and still have a sense of of God. You may not have accepted him as your personal savior, but you can still fear God. We would describe these as God-fearing men. Listen to what these men said that came up with these concepts. George Washington, to the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. It's a man that thinks like that that can come up with the idea of liberty and justice and freedom. John Adams, the second president of the United States. The Christian religion is above all the religions that ever prevailed or existed in ancient or modern times. The religion of wisdom, virtue, equity, and humanity. Those are lofty words, wisdom, equity. Virtue, 
Unsaved tyrants don't even think that way. Lost liberals don't think that way. Leftists don't think that way. Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. God who gave us life gave us liberty. That's significant in and of itself. Without God, you're not going to have liberty. And call the liberties of a nation uh, be thought secure when we have removed them only firm base, uh, their only firm base is a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are of the gift of God. Even Benjamin Franklin. I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs it by providence, that he ought to be worshipped. Those were the men and the kinds of men sitting around those tables in Philadelphia figuring out how to make it work. How are we going to bring these 13 colonies together? And what are we going to stand for? Those are the kinds of men. Not the kinds of men that have to worry about stains on dresses. Not those kinds of men. Men of character, godly men. Here's a great quote. If one is to understand the story of the United States of America, it is important to have a proper appreciation for its Christian colonial roots. By almost any measure, colonists of European descent who settled in the New World were serious Christians whose constitutions, laws, and practices reflected the influences of Christianity. It was out of redeemed hearts that men are talking about equality. It's out of redeemed hearts that men like Adams are, it was often referring to virtue. It's out of the hearts of those kinds of men who thought those kinds of lofty thoughts, who were not in it for themselves, who by the grace of God had gotten victory over all the things that that ruin unsaved men. Those are the kind of ideas that they were coming up with. Do you think any of the following men that I'm about to name could have even come close to the American Trinity? Who are you talking about, Pastor? Okay. Okay. Lenin, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, Mao, Castro, Osama bin Laden. I would contend they were totally incapable of even such thought. Unredeemed men cannot think redeemed thoughts. Men that are not God-fearing cannot think God-fearing thoughts. Why do we know these men couldn't come up with the American Trinity? Ideals and values based on truth cannot come up from men who do not know truth. It can't happen. These ideals do not come from the hearts of communists, Nazis, fascists, dictators, mullahs, liberals, progressives, thugs, and leftists. Left to themselves, men who reject God come up with totalitarianism, come up with communism, they come up with oppression, they come up with corruption, they come up with dictatorships, they come up with tyranny. Tyranny. 
The Bible explains that. Romans 1.28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, Stalin, Lenin, Hitler, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. How many millions of deaths are attributed to the group of men that I just named? The ideal that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That sentence came from men like Washington, Adams, and Jefferson. They were guided by, and they stated in writing, they were guided by truth. We hold these truths to be self-evident. In other words, undeniable. Again, men like Hitler, Lenin, Mussolini, Castro did not have the capacity to come up with a governmental form based on the premise, in God we trust. Americans uniquely hold to the fact that we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed with their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm looking up there and that's not changing. I don't even see anybody up there. Velvet, you there? There we are. Americans uniquely hold to the fact that we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. And that they are endowed by their creator with a certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I think outside of the Bible, that sentence right there may be the most important, significant, the most far-reaching sentence in the history of the world. Those men are acknowledging they're not the source of truth. Those men are acknowledging that truth comes from outside themselves. Those men are acknowledging that truth emanates from God. Those men are acknowledging that only from God can a people experience life, liberty, and the pursuit of righteousness. Proverbs 14.34 Righteousness exalteth a nation. Are we smarter than everybody else? No. Do we have better resources? No. Are we harder working? No, it's a simple truth. Righteousness. When our founding fathers wrote these words, there were churches on every corner. People were going to church faithfully. And other than maybe a hotel or a restaurant being open on Sunday, don't do any business on Sunday because Sunday for our nation was the Lord. It's only been in my lifetime that that's changed. When I was a kid, you didn't buy anything on Sunday. That's significant, folks. The, the symbolism there is significant. And the fact that we've gotten away from that, does that not explain what we're seeing? 
Righteousness exalteth a nation. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mayo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.